0: Oh my god. Oh.
1: Yeah, are you alive, man? Damn, you've been you you uh, you uh you were snotting for a long time.
0: I have been sick since the Tuesday after Christmas. Fuck. Which was December 27th, I think. Today we're recording this, it's January 12th, so what is that? 17 days?
1: Jesus.
0: I am I went to the doctor yesterday and got antibiotics. Right. And so that's helping a little. That's, I hope so. That's helping, helping just, yeah, I feel better, but I, sometimes I sound great, sometimes I sound like shit. Right. You, uh, it's
1: just weird, so. Would you have like a really bad sinus infection?
0: Yeah. I think it, I think it may have started as allergies, but uh, then it became an infection. And right. oh my God, the amount of snot that came out of my body. Uh, and still, actually, several times today, quite nice, gooey, chunky, gross uh, snot right i mean it's so disgusting and and chunky and huge that sometimes i just wish i could show it to someone (laughs) look
1: look, look at at what
0: (laughs) look at what just came out of my fucking nose man
1: oh it's it's gross look what the cat left on the porch oh yeah yeah oh look
0: what your son did (laughs) but um (laughs) and it's it's like part of you is like oh getting all that out will be good for you you know that's good you're getting all like my mom always says you're getting all that poison out all that poison's coming out (laughs) and uh well uh but it just
1: just keeps coming and coming right well so so weird that might be true now that you've got antibiotics on board that You know, the the poison's coming out. Yeah, all the crud's
0: coming out. So,
1: yeah. I feel,
0: I definitely feel way better today than I did a couple days ago, but I Uh, still, I'm going to Houston this weekend and I'm just like, oh, it's a long drive. Yeah. You know, I definitely, I was like, I haven't, you know, New Year's, I did nothing. I stayed at the house and was sick. And I think I, right. I don't even. I think I stayed up past midnight. I think I saw the ball drop or something. I don't re- even remember yeah. because I did nothing. And I I have not been in the mood to party or have fun or even. Wow. I watched a little uh, a couple of movies and stuff, but most of the stuff I had on my list here to talk about is stuff that I did around Christmas time.
1: Wow. I haven't okay. watched mm-hmm.
0: many movies <laughs> over the last couple weeks.
1: Wow. Um, You've just been sleeping and and just trying to uh, get comfortable and survive yeah, well, this I've horribleness? Had,
0: yeah. I've had some really bad headaches, too, which makes me think it's allergies and Ugh. sinus crap and all that. And right. so some days I come home and I just want to lay in bed and close my eyes. Ooh. And I have been. With anyone who knows me, knows this is really odd. Uh, I've been going to bed at like ten thirty and eleven, and getting up at like six thirty, seven in
1: the morning. That's not me, man. No, that is not me. I don't know who that is. <laughs> usually, you're so, you're like a night owl, and you know, getting up yeah. just in time to uh, go to work.
0: Yeah, just yeah, to get up at eight o'clock usually kills me. Right. Um,
1: have you missed many days but, at
0: work? No, I haven't missed any.
1: Wow, I don't, I don't know how I you do a, it. I took a,
0: I took a day. You know, I had taken. I was gonna go to Houston at Christmas. I think. Yeah. I I took I took the day I took the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve was a Saturday, uh huh. And um, I took the Friday beforehand, and then the Thursday before that, I left work early because I was feeling bad, right. and I thought I would. So I was off for like five days over New Year's. That was New Year's. That's New Year's. Yeah. Anyway, I, I've, you know, it's just been weird. My whole life has just been, and the part of the partially it's not bad because I have been sleeping,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which sometimes when I get these colds, I don't sleep. And then I have super panic attacks about not sleeping. Oh yeah. Um, so I haven't had, and that's basically because you can't breathe when you sleep and you keep waking up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I haven't really had that. I haven't slept full through a night. I wake up every couple hours, but I go right back to sleep and sleep okay. Um Well, that's one saving so, grace I mean, then. I mean, it, yeah, it's that has been the good. The good of it is that um, I've actually gotten a decent amount of sleep, but yeah. it feels like all I do is sleep and work and sleep and work and work has been really busy this this since the new year. So,
1: yeah, probably so. Hmm. Damn. It's been a
0: little. Everything's been a little.
1: Everything's been a little overwhelming, but yeah. isn't that everybody's life? Uh, yeah. <coughs> At least the last uh, couple of weeks for me have been a little bit crazy.
0: I know you took time off around New Year's and went to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, we did. After after the first of the year. Right. Are you back to work now?
1: Uh yes, I've been back to work. Uh, yeah, since Monday. Yeah, cool. Okay, finally. But uh, yeah, I was dealing with some serious uh, issues regarding work, and I think I might have hinted to you about it uh, just briefly. Um, oh yeah, maybe, I kind of forgot. Yeah, last week. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the whole story. Um, all right. First off, um, right before Thanksgiving, I got a call from a person who I used to work with who now works at a different company and said, and, uh, she had said, Hey, um, would you be interested in talking to some people at my work about possibly coming to work here? And I was like, well, I hadn't really thought about going to work anywhere else, but you know, I mean, it's, it's worth keeping your options open and see what else is out there and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. So I, um, she put me in contact with president of the company. No, actually, it was the head of engineering. So I talked to him and I organized a meeting between myself and the head of engineering at that company and, uh, and, and as it turned out, the president of the company also. And it was a meeting. It wasn't a interview per se. Uh, it was just kind of a, a mutual information exchange, me telling myself, me telling them about myself and them telling me about the company. And and uh, and they gave me a tour of the place and everything like that, and so that was right around Thanksgiving, and so that was all fine and good, but um, so after that, didn't hear a thing from them for, you know, at least a month, and then right around Christmas... Got a call from another guy who was like the um, head of manufacturing. Okay, and he said, hey, I'd like to meet you for lunch. Can we meet at Texas Land and Cattle Company? So I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. And I'm like, oh. Things are happening again here. They're they're interested in me after all. And so I go to the uh right? So I go to the, the the lunch meeting with the guy and at the meeting he offers me a position and gives me even gives me a price. He says, you know, we'll pay you 25% more than what you're wake, what you're making right now at your current position. Wowza. I'm like, I'm wow. Wow. Like, I'm like, "Holy crap. That's that's a that's a pretty hefty uh job that's offer." Yeah.
0: That's a substantial job offer. Yeah.
1: Right. And so, you know, it was, it was a verbal thing. And so he said, well, I, I, you know, I can have this to you in writing this afternoon. And so I'm like, okay, sounds fine. Uh, you know, nice to meet you. And, uh, well, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll need to, once I, once I receive it in writing, you know, I'll consider it and give you an answer. Right. And, uh, so, you know, lo and behold that afternoon, they send me a, an email with a, a you know, an official offer letter, um, uh, you know, that exactly states the amount that uh, he had mentioned in, you know, the lunch meeting and everything. And so, so, you know, after that, I'm you know I communicating with, well, yes, I need to, I need to think about this. I want to discuss it with my wife, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, at this point, I'm like, well, shit, damn, this is pretty amazing. And everyone I talked to goes, wow, that's, that sounds like a really good deal. And, um, so I talked to, uh, my manager at my current job, and say, "Hey, look, here's the deal. I just received a job offer from another company, and I, you know, I've I've worked for this company for a long time. So I, you know, out of respect for y'all, I, I'm gonna, you know, let you know that I, I received an offer from this other company, and so I, you know, I'm giving you the opportunity to respond in any way that you uh, would like to. And uh, and at first, they're like, well you know, my immediate manager, I'm not really in a position to offer you anything or to make a counteroffer. Uh, you know, we've, we've been down this road before with other employees, and it, and it's, you know, it's really up to corporate to uh, to do that, and corporate moves very, very slowly. And so I'm like, well, shit, okay, well, then I, I guess I'm gonna put in my two weeks notice, and uh, that's gonna be it. And, right. uh, and I told him, I'm just, you know, I'm going to... Probably uh, accept the offer that I received, and so I, I I believe I called the other company, or I may have sent an email, and I said yes, I you know I accept your offer, and uh, they were real happy about that, and uh, you know this this has been going on for there was a kind of a break in my receiving the offer and actually accepting the offer because I had that hiking trip that I went on. Backpacking around right. like Georgetown, and so I said, "Okay, well, once I get back from the backpacking trip, I can actually respond to uh, you know your offer letter." And that's when I actually accepted the uh, offer, or at least over the phone, or and or via email. And mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to trying to get all the details in here, but anyway, so um, so it was a done deal, and I, I had put in my two weeks notice, and so this week was the the, the second week of my two weeks notice. All right. Now, so I go into work Monday and my, my immediate supervisor said, Hey, um, by the way, we might be able to, uh, make you an offer. And I'm like, Oh shit, really? At this late stage of the game, you know, that's what I'm thinking to myself. And so they said, well, you know, we might, we'll be able to give you some specifics, um, you know, within the next day or so. So I think Tuesday of this week, he said, well, we'll probably be able to offer you a 10% raise plus a 5 to 10% bonus every year. So I'm like, "Wow, shit, that's, you know, that's a that's a pretty good offer. I mean, it's not going to equal the amount that I I'll, you know, the 25% that I was offered from the other company, right?" Right. And so I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, man, I I really got to think about this. You know, I've already, you know, at least verbally agreed. I haven't signed any Thing you know any uh, contracts or anything to to start working for this other company, but I've already arranged for a, you know an, an orientation and a document signing this Friday, which would be you know like tomorrow, and so they're like, well, right, let us let us get back to you. We may be able to uh, you know do a little better than that, and so then on um, Wednesday my immediate supervisor calls me i think he was on his way home he's like well we haven't been able to uh, i know what it was he said i'm i'm just telling you that i've i've got word that w- we'll be able to offer you 10% plus 10 to 20% bonus each year and i'm like oh shit wow okay so if they're saying 10 plus 10 to 20 that means you know at minimum extra per year, or at maximum, 30% extra, which then beats the offer uh, by the other company, right? Right. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, shit, man, this is crazy. I don't know what to do. And then, and uh, this this whole process started, I I later found out because I had fellow employees that went to my supervisor and said, hey, we we can't let this guy go. He's been here, you know, with us for, you know, almost 13 years. And so that lit a fire under my supervisor and and then the plant manager as well are trying to speed the process up, talking to corporate, getting corporate on, on board and saying, hey, we don't want to lose this guy and everything. We need to, we need to offer him this and, and we need to get it in writing to him. And, I'm, and they're telling me all this that's going on. and all. So I'm, I, I was really torn and I, you know, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I'm talking to Sierra. What do I do here? It's like, yeah, OK, they're, they're offering me. A deal that's, you know, it ranges from being a little bit less to being a little bit more based upon what the yearly bonus may or may not be. So I'm confused as hell. I can't sleep. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having acid reflux and shit like this trying to make this decision. So finally... Today I, I I made my decision and let I me, said let me let me say this what let me say
0: because what? I'm I just you know I'm uh, I'm thinking about it in terms of my own situation my own job right and it's like I, I kind of get where you're coming from because 25 from a different company but you know I don't know how much you know about that company but
1: who right. knows
0: well, it's it's kind of x ex- the unknown to a certain degree
1: exactly and that that was a factor I mean also you know I've got lots of you know lots of coworkers that are friends of mine and 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 I enjoy working with them and they enjoy working yeah. with me Yeah, and you know I I know my job and I do my job well and and uh and Well and that, uh, I, yeah that's I'm the other thing you know it's a mm-hmm. you
0: know it's a good company I mean right. you know what the, at least you know what it is you know what you know again thinking in terms of my own job it's like yeah if somebody came to me and offered me 25% more that would be awesome, but it would it would be, you know, you're walking into a situation where who knows? yeah, but if my if my job screwed around and took forever offering me something similar, it's like, yeah. Jesus, get your shit together.
1: Do you want me to work here or not? right. So I see your quandary. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> yes. And plus, <laughs> you know, you know, and there are other issues, you know, I've got, you know, five weeks of vacation per year with this company. I mean, if I go to another company, right. I'm pretty much starting over from scratch in that regard. And uh,
0: True, true.
1: Not to mention, I also have like a, a loan against a 401k that I have with this company that if I left the company, I'd have to pay back all the remainder of that particular 401k loan in one lump sum instead of just having, you know, a little bit taken out of my paycheck every, uh, you know, pay period. So that was another right. issue. And, you know, just and and not to mention, you know, there's some very interesting projects coming up with this company, uh with, you know, the current company that I'm with and uh, you know, and, and almost kind of feeling, oh, I'm gonna be missing out on these really cool projects that are coming up. So it was a lot of right. a lot of different factors that uh came into play and uh so ultimately I decided to stay with my existing company. Oh, um, ah, okay. And got, you know, and got a, tw- got a you know, a, uh, t- a 20 to 30% raise. Cool. Depending, and they put it in writing. And they put it in writing. Yes, indeed, yeah. they did. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I was adamant about that. It was like, you know, I mean, uh, verbal's all well and good. And also, you know, the the uh, the raise started yesterday so you know <laughs> oh nice so they yeah so they nice. they showed me that it was in the you know the 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 payroll system already and uh you know wow and, cool. art, and they you know they click the button so it's locked in and i've got it in writing so it's it's a done deal
0: wow well that's really cool that's that's yeah. a i can yeah that's okay uh, that's a um interesting situation because yeah it's it's There's so many different things to consider and so many positives and and negatives on each side, right, you know that yeah. and that and to me, that's too. The toughest is, you know, boy, you could go to this other company, and what if they don't like you or you don't like them, or you right. know what if it turns out to I don't you know again, we're I don't know how how stable that company is if it's a new company or an older company, but you know, you just you never know they could close their austin offices tomorrow you never know
1: well that's a, that's a good point and they're they're definitely a smaller company than you know the company i'm currently working for it's a private company versus the company i currently work for is a publicly uh, traded company on the you know stock market and everything right, so i mean, right. it's, yeah there's definitely that well you know ultimately uh, my gut feels good about the decision that i made
0: yeah, I think so. Well, congratulations, by the way. And All right, thanks. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I know that you like your job, you know. I, I have a love-hate relationship with my job, but... Um, well, everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody does. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But if I but if I had the same offer, I would really yeah I would uh, you know w- I would want to really really think about it and and mm-hmm. and uh, it would it would cause me some sleepless nights too. So I understand
1: oh, completely. Oh my God, yeah, sleepless nights, uh, acid reflux, <laughs> which I had un- in ch- <laughs> which I've had in check for a long time. It just man, I was just I was just high feeling very high strung in the last couple of weeks i tell you what well yeah a lot crazy. of that
0: can be a lot of stress that indeed. can be a lot of
1: stress indeed and what's what's well, so what's so weird about the thing is that this company is not known for retaining people i'm mean, in the sense of if somebody is, receives another job offer this is very unusual and very rare and so that's why i was so floored by uh, a counter offer even even happening
0: right um, right
1: Cause, cause our company lot, yeah, says a lot. Yeah, it does. Our company has lost at least you know eight employees to this other company that I was uh, being wooed by. Oh wow! So, yeah, so wow! Yeah, so it's a pretty big deal that you know this was—I guess the the straw that broke the camel's back—and they finally uh, changed their ways of doing things. So it's pretty wild, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Finally, yeah. Eventually, they got to say, "How long can we keep?" Sending our people to someone else without doing anything about it, yeah.
1: Well, exactly. I think that that might be a big part of it. That's true.
0: Well, uh, hey, we didn't do the opening of the show.
1: Right. We just, did, wanna, we you, just, <laughs> we just did a long pre-show just now.
0: Right. <laughs> I, do you want to do the opening?
1: Uh, Sure. Now that I told you all of my... Uh, Employment issues and, and uh, decision hard decisions I had to make this week. Uh, why don't we kick this puppy off? In- okay,
0: yeah. Well, I've got more questions for you once we get through this, too. So. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, then. <laughs> in three, two, one. Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you Moon Towers, Sean Colvin, J. Frank Doby, the Flame Trick Subs, Jim Hightower, Turk Pipkin, Zilker Park, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's a slippery slope. With the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Yay! Hello, Lodger. Hey, hello. Long long time no talk, man.
0: I know. We haven't recorded one of these for a couple weeks. So much shit has happened and uh, has happened and... uh, We also need to throw in our disclaimer that uh, because we're getting closer and cro- closer to that Inauguration Day. Yeah. And we know life in America is about to become shit, but we're going to do the show anyway because we, we have fun doing it. So <laughs> That's right. So, you know. Yeah. Um, boy. Oh, well, that reminds me. I, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions, but, okay. but before, before I do that, uh, speaking of the Inauguration and that guy. Yeah. Um, that uh, guy. You know, a couple. A cup on the last show, I think it was. Wasn't the last show the one, or was it two shows ago, where mm-hmm. we were talking about Brian Eno and the Little Room and Golden Showers and all that? Yes. I can't remember what episode that was. Uh,
1: twenty-five,
0: maybe, because I don't even know what episode this yeah. is. Is this twenty-seven?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is twenty-seven. Yeah, it was episode twenty-five. We were talking about Brian Eno and I'll come running to tie your shoes.
0: That's right. So. When we, when I was promoting that show by doing some tweets, yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted, um, does Brian Eno like go- hashtag Golden Showers, dot <laughs> dot dot? Here come the warm jets, <laughs> right? And so with this Trump thing this week with the Golden Showers, all of a sudden that tweet started getting a bunch of hits.
1: Oh, oh really? I,
0: I guess because people were looking at the hashtag Golden Showers.
1: Wow. So
0: I mean not a not a you know it wasn't thousands or anything but it got several likes and several retweets and i was like it took me a minute i was like why why the fuck is this all of a sudden getting (laughs) likes and i was like oh hashtag golden showers
1: right hey lodger you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) that
0: was awesome it was awesome i was just like wow that's, well, and so oh, hopefully so some fun. of those people listen to the show. I hope so.
1: Yeah, that's funny. That's what I was. Th- you know, for some reason that popped into my head um, this afternoon. I was, th- I was thinking, I was, I wanted to say, hey, what do Brian Eno and uh, the next president of the United States have in common?
0: <laughs> We're both into – Right. Hashtag.
1: Both the hashtag yeah. Golden Showers, yeah.
0: Well, I guess we should say they're both allegedly into the hashtag Golden right. Showers. Yeah. Who
1: knows? On both counts. Who That's knows? true. That's true. Yeah.
0: It's, it's funny because I l- also – I kind of poked around online to see if I could find anything about it, uh-huh. and there was a – there was an article that Chrissy, I say Chrissy Hind, the lead singer of the Pretenders. Yes. Some people, I think, say Chrissy Hind, but I think it's Chrissy yeah. Hind.
1: I, I think you're there right.
0: There were some, there were, you know, she was a rock journalist in England for a while before she became uh, famous with the Pretenders. Yeah. And uh, she had gone and interviewed Eno in his house and written something, I think, for New Music Express. Um And Eno talked about um, his pornography collection, and you know, and I was thinking, you know, on Here Come the Warm Jets, there is a playing card. Yes, and he was talking about collecting pornographic playing cards, and there is one with a with a girl urinating on the uh, on the cover of it's either on the front or back cover or both of Here Come the Warm Jets.
1: Oh, well, there you go. And
0: Hmm. and yeah, so it was kind of an interesting article. More Um, clues and. And yeah, and it just led me to believe, hmm, huh, maybe there is some some credence to this idea that that is something he was into, and you know who knows. But it was kind of interesting to read about it.
1: All right, well that's cool. I mean,
0: that yeah, that I'll, interview was from mm-hmm. when Here Comes the Warm Jets came out, like seventy seventy four or so.
1: Oh wow, okay. Hmm, I'll have to seek that out.
0: Yeah, it's not very long, so it's it's a pretty easy read and. And it, it really was kind of interesting because uh, she also mentioned something about there being uh, two or three other women in the house and um, like one of them coming in the room and lighting Eno's cigarette and then walking away without – Without him asking her to do it or, oh, you know. Wow. Just weird, you know, some weird things that she talked about that happened, so.
1: Like he had some interesting uh, ar- <laughs> arrangement as if he was, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. A man about the house. I don't know what that Right, means, or
0: something, yeah. <laughs> or a, yeah. Yeah,
1: or whether he was... Whether
0: he was uh, dominant or over these women or something,
1: right? Uh,
0: you know, hmm. or, or whether it was just a show for, because uh, I I think the idea too was that he got a little flirtatious with Chrissy, and, uh, and so who, and I don't who wouldn't?
1: know who wouldn't, man? right? Yeah. yeah, back in those and, days uh, for so sure. I yeah, she was. Yeah,
0: I th- and I think she was only It says she's only seventeen or eighteen when she's oh. doing this interview. Wow. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. If you can find it, that's really right. cool.
1: So. But I guess I mean, Eno was a a pretty big rock star at that point. I mean, this is just post, um, you know, uh, Roxy music, his post Roxy music days. So I mean, right, he was right. huge at that point in time, and you know, very glam rockery. Yes. Rocky. Yeah. At
0: that point, he had just started doing his own solo albums, and yes, and um. Uh, you know, so there was kind of an interest in him as a former Roxy Music member.
1: Absolutely, and this was
0: really before he became a big producer. So, yeah, before um, he became a big so. producer,
1: before he was really into you know transitioning into that ambient sound. Though there were hints of that even in his early uh, right. uh, solo works, but you know that was still to come, where he got you know super hardcore into ambient. And became a right, uh, yeah, just
0: right, right around the corner, right, so to speak, yeah. yeah.
1: And became a turtleish hermit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, it's it's the bald head that yeah makes the turtleishness seem seem right. prominent. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you about. I know we we talked about it on the last show, and you just mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Um. That you walked around. Um, I don't remember. Lake it wasn't Lake Austin. What? No. Where is it?
1: Lake Georgetown.
0: Lake Georgetown.
1: Yes. Me and uh, uh, an old high school buddy of mine, Wayne White, which I mentioned, I, I guess, last episode. We uh, went on. We backpacked around Lake Georgetown for two days. So we we so as it's kind of a safety measure. What we did is we parked my vehicle at one. 1- park on one side of the lake, and he parked his vehicle on the opposite side of the lake at a different park that had a trailhead that that went to the trail uh, that goes around the lake. The entire loop around the lake is 26 miles. We made it 22 miles. Basically, we walked from one car to the other car, so it was like the first day we hiked, and it's it's over varying terrain. It's like there are like marshy areas, and there are uh, rocky hilly areas. There are kind of wooded areas. It's it's an interesting variety of terrain there. And uh, so we walked eleven miles to a camping area that happens to be on one part of the lake, and we uh, we you know we backpacked everything in. That includes you know, tents to sleep in, uh, sleeping bags, you know, all food, all water that we were going to drink. Uh, though there was water available, you know, uh, from a tap at the place we camped that first night. And so we, we camped the night, you know, we cooked, we, you know, we built a campfire and we cooked and we ate and slept like a, like a log that night. Cause you know, after, <laughs> after hiking 11 miles with, the. Uh, Twenty pound backpack on your back, uh, you're pretty tired by the end of the day. You're tired,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, holy shit! So, and I, I even packed in a little flask of vodka. I think you might have seen a picture of it on Facebook. And uh, so well, that yeah. night, so that night, I drank the flask of vodka and and, and definitely slept like a baby. <laughs> so, so the next day we got up, we hiked another twelve miles till we got to the second vehicle that we had parked. And drove back to where the other vehicle was. I got in that, and we we were done. And uh, yeah, it was a good experience. I wish we could have made the entire loop, but for some reason I, we weren't able to do it. And there's probably equipment issues. You know, I'd like to get a better pair of hiking shoes because uh, after a while of walking on areas where there's like you know jagged limestone sticking through the trail. It starts giving you stone bruises on your feet. Mm. Yeah. Luckily, I brought two... Not, di- not n- pleasant. No, it didn't sound very... It wasn't very pleasant. Plus, my backpack, not a very good one. It was really... The straps were cutting into my shoulders. I mean, not literally cutting, but, you know, applying a lot of pressure. And Wayne was right. having some problems with his backpack. His, the You know, there's a... The kind of backpack he had is a waist strap in addition to the the uh, shoulder straps, and it so it allows you to rest the weight on your hips. But that kept coming, you know, undone, and he was constantly having to. So we had some equipment problems, slowed us down a little bit. Had we had you know better equipment, we probably could have done the entire twenty six miles, you know, the the complete right. lo- loop from you know starting at the first car, going all the way around back to the first car, not even needing the second car. But uh, anyway, right. it, was, it was still a whole lot of fun. And, um, you know, I think one day I'll probably do it again and, and do the with better equipment and do the entire 26 mile loop and consider it accomplished once and for all. So,
0: yeah, I um, You know, I Well, I'm not a big walker. I probably, you know, it, walking 26 miles would kill me. But yeah, the walking part doesn't seem so Bad as the, I can't imagine carrying everything I need on my back right. for hours on end. That just seems, uh, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing to me that, you know, I know some people love to hike and backpack and camp uh-huh. and all that
1: stuff. Right, it's just not for me. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, just. Yeah, if you, if you were just walking without having to carry a bunch of shit, it, it's definitely a lot easier. But you know, if you're trying yeah. to, trying to do what we were trying to do, yeah, it would yeah, it, it wouldn't be Make comfortable it an at adventure. The, yeah, but uh, so yeah, we're cool.
0: Well, how did it? Uh, how did it help you clear your mind? Because I know you were going through all the stress of the job situation.
1: Right. Because that was when you did that. Yeah. That that was the time when I was still considering whether to accept the offer with the other company. And so also, you know, it gave me a little, little, yeah, a little time to uh, consider and think and just clear my head for sure. So, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it helped a lot. Yeah. I, you know, it also gave, you know, it stalled for enough period of time to uh, allow you know, my current company to, uh, think about, think about things. Yeah. yeah. think about things as well. So, <laughs> yep. Fun times, fun times.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's a cool, I mean, I know that's the kind of thing you enjoy and that's cool that right. Wayne w- was willing to, to go with you and you guys had a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know we're, I know we're great friends, but that, that's not going to be me ever <laughs> with you. <there.
1: laughs> no, that's cool. We've got, we've got other cool things that we like to, to do and hang out. and do Absolutely. Things, yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, uh, let me just mention one thing that after the first day when we finally got to the uh the camping area where we we're going to stop for the night, there's um it's the uh San Gabriel River that feeds the uh uh, uh Lake Georgetown, right? And it's mm-hmm. uh, it must be spring-fed and spring-fed in parts cuz at the end of the day it's like, "Oh man, I feel so grimy and gross. I'm just going to jump in" you know jump into the river and get all the sweat off of my body and stuff and so i just stripped down to underwear and kind of just you know flattened flattened out on in, into the water and it was like cold as hell but it felt so good it was ex- extremely refreshing <laughs> now
0: i'm assuming then you were at a place where there weren't a lot of other people
1: well there were some people there but i didn't give a fuck I
0: was like,
1: <laughs> and I was like, "Well, my underwear kind of looks like swimming trunks." Uh, so, right, yeah, so, no one. You, yeah.
0: Some people would probably have to get really
1: close to tell. So, yeah, I mean, th- I did oh, see. That's a, cool. I did. There was a woman walking her dog who was licking her lips, but I think it was just because they were chapped. <laughs> just because they were chapped.
0: <laughs>
1: which is which is
0: common, yeah, common.
1: Of course, well, sure.
0: Cool. Well that that sounds like a fun time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was. So. While
0: you were, well that was after Christmas, right?
1: Yes, it was uh, the week after Yeah, the week after Christmas. Mm-hmm.
0: Between Christmas and New Year's, I guess.
1: Exactly. Yes it was.
0: So that's that's the week I got sick. So
1: but right. b- before
0: I got sick, mm-hmm. during my Christmas break, which I had a a 4-day break from work for Christmas. Yeah. Um one of the things I spent the majority of my time doing over Christmas was watching True Detective.
1: Oh. And right. I know we, yeah, you said I, you were going to do that. We, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I and oh boy, am I glad I did. Um <laughs> yeah, I know we right. talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um and I, you've seen it, correct? Did you watch it when it was on TV?
1: Um on I, HBO? I think I think I watched um let's see, let me think. The the first season, we watched on, I, th- I guess, HBO Now or whatever, you know, just in uh, one yeah. fell swoop. Whereas the second season, we watched it as it came out. Well, still watching it on HBO Now, but, you know, as each episode came out, we were watching it. So, we didn't See, get to you know, binge watch that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I, I have mixed feelings about both ways of watching something because certainly – you know, been binge watching True Detective, which I think it's it was ten episodes, I believe.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. It,
0: maybe it was it's either ten or eight. Um I you know, I it's so much easier to keep up with what's going on when you don't have that week in between to kind of forget about what happened on the last episode. Right. Which is usually how I watch shows. I usually watch them as they air. Right. Um on a lot of shows. But Yes. So of course, the minute the minute I put in the first episode, I was only about ten minutes in before I was like, "Okay, I'm totally in on this. <laughs> it's so so different, so interesting, so well written. Y- you know, it, it starts right away with uh, they're on a at a weird crime scene. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's it's kind of Lynchian and 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 then you realize as the story goes. Um, at first, I thought there's there's things where it's like they're on a doc. You think it's a documentary film thing where they're talking to the camera. But yeah. then, of course, as the show goes on, you realize that they're actually being interviewed by other FBI agents about this case that happened in the past. Uh huh. And and so, you know, at first, because I hate the I hate the mockumentary format, I've. Fucking hate it. And so well, at first I was like, oh, yeah. I can't believe they're doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah, the documentary style has is, is definitely run its course, and it's getting a little it's been, old. Right.
0: Yeah, it's been done to death. And so, I mean, I don't even know exactly when... You you are informed that, no, this isn't someone filming them. This isn't like a fake documentary where they're talking to the camera. This mm-hmm. is this thing where they're talking is because they're being interviewed by uh, other FBI agents Yeah. and, and, and time has passed. And right. so then, you know, you, it, it's done really. And that I don't mind at all. I don't my, I don't even mind a documentary or mockumentary feel if they can make it feel realistic as if that would be something that would really happen but when it's just kind of like you know i know people love the office but the you know the whole office thing i i can't hardly watch because of the it's is it supposed to be a documentary or why are these people talking to the camera yeah and i kind of hate it on modern family too it's uh, like Modern Family such a great show. They don't need that fake documentary because who 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 are who's filming them? There's they're not on a show I, anyway. Oh um, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's just a,
1: probably be because, you know, the American viewer is so accustomed to um, you know, reality shows and that that documentary well, style that I don't know if they
0: Right. What it is is a it is a a poor screenwriting device that someone without talent uses
1: in my opinion. Well, yeah. You know, the only thing the only thing I hate more than that is the use of reporters on the scene in movies. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Where they're trying to progress the action of a, uh, a narrative film and they have, you know, the reporter standing, you know, in front of a camera uh, situation that that's, that's an overused right. device that's been around for a long time. It is. It is. Uh, you know Although I can
0: stand that. I can take that a lot more than I can the fake documentary or mockumentary or whatever you want to call it. But
1: well, that's true um, because so, yeah. All right, go ahead.
0: So the show was so good that I was like, I was even willing to forgive the mockumentary Dynamic of it because I just thought this this shows too good. It's really interesting I can Mm -hmm. and and it it has to be really good for me to forgive that so But of course it it was revealed that it that's not what it was at all and I was like, Mm ah, yes This is really a great show and it's just yeah, uh, you know I watched all all the episodes in two days and Uh. Totally binge watched it loved every second of it Mm -hmm. except for the end um and just thought, I mean, McConaughey is so fucking good in it. Right. Oh Jesus. And then. Yes. Har- Harrelson, I didn't like. And then he gets really unlikable. And then I realized, oh, he's so good at this because you really hate him for a while. <laughs> you really think he's just a complete dick. Right. And uh, and you know, and then I, you know, then you then, as it goes on, you realize. Well, he kind of comes around, and you're like, you start to like him because he's like, he mm-hmm. kind of plays that typical Southern good old boy, right? Cop or FBI agent, and right. there are certain points where he's where he's hits his daughter and and has problems with his family life, mm-hmm. and you're just like, ah, what a typical dickhead good old boy, yeah. Um, but he redeems the, <laughs> the character redeems himself as as the show goes on, but right. um. It's just a. I was like, OK, the, you know, sometimes you, you watch something that people have hyped up and you're like, oh, you know, it's good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But no, I I watched it and I was like, this is as fucking good as people said or better. Right. And, I, I, you know, it's it's so good that I would even watch the second season, even though I know it. they said, it's not as good because no, I'm just it's like, not. OK, what? what? <laughs> whatever uh yeah but i was like whatever this guy who wrote this and directed it wants to do well they're two different guys whatever mm-hmm. whatever the team that made this wants to do in a second season i mean i'm willing to give it a shot because you know they earned it there was so just i mean just you know the whole louisiana voodoo oh, bullshit yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the the corruption of cops and uh, just a lot of uh, you know weird, but not weird for weirdness' sake. Weird because mm-hmm. it totally fit the story, yeah. and um, and then the characters, you know, and the act, and the and and Harrelson and and McConaughey's acting is just amazing. You care about them, you're curious about them, you know. The, you have real you have real feelings towards those characters they play.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. Um. I mean, it's, I was just. Yeah, it's been a while since I I've seen it. And you know, probably a lot of the major plot points I don't even remember anymore. The one thing I do remember is that I, when I was watching it, I was saying, "Wow, this is this is really good television." Uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't get yeah. much better than this. And uh, right. So yeah, once once season two came around, I was you know my expectations were very high. And uh,
0: right, I can see that.
1: Uh, so it was a little disappointing. Uh, season two with the you know the new story with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Colin Farrell, not
0: yeah those two not Jason those two guys are not <laughs> yes yeah those two guys are not not my favorite actors either uh-huh. but um but I yeah I can see you know I like I said I would be willing to give it a shot especially now that I've heard people say it's not as good
1: yeah you know
0: just to see where where they went next so
1: yeah I mean it, it, it's it's funny. still it's still okay and it's still kind of good. It's just not great like season one, that's all.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a character like the character McConaughey plays in that yeah. just doesn't come around very often. Well so, yeah. you know, and 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 it was funny because like I said, for for a long time you're like, Oh, McConaughey's great in this and Harrelson's just playing a good old boy. Mm. But he really has a great character arc and yes. and by the time the thing's over, you're like Harrelson no you know, Harrelson did that in a way no one else could. He's fucking great too.
1: <laughs> True. And I mean, you know I, am. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't want to necessarily see something where you, you like all you know the main characters per se. I mean right, yeah. if you like them from yeah. from the very beginning, then yeah, where do you go with that? They they're, they're just a right, cu- couple exactly. white hats riding around <coughs> trying to do good. But instead, you yeah, know, this so, this yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a buddy flick in the sense that you know, or a buddy show in the sense that you know, you've you've got yeah, the guy who's kind of a white hat, but then you got the other guy who's kind of a gray hat. You know, he's got problems. Right. He's got well, serious issues that that yeah. Right. By the time the the, the yeah, his arc completes, you know, he's yeah, like you said, redeemed himself.
0: Right, and he's well, and he's weird, but not just weird for weird's sake, really. Yeah. And then there's a point. There's a point in the in this story where you start suspecting that maybe McConaughey's the, the weirdo killer. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, you start oh. questioning who he is and what he's about. Right. And, Damn. Uh, almost you forgot know, that he, part. Yeah. Cause it's interesting because you, you know, at first he just seems kind of like an, a nihilist and a, and uh yeah. um, you know, someone who's, who's d- damaged, mm-hmm. but, in, but also in extremely intelligent. And, um, and then it kind of goes to this place where you're like, Is is he is he the killer? And um, you know, it's just yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens in it in that show and and Harrelson and McConaughey hit every note perfectly throughout the whole thing. Right. The ending was a little the ending was a little too cheery for me, even though it wasn't that cheery. I don't know if cheery is the right word. It was too a little too positive <laughs> for me, but Okay. But I still, I, lo- I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: And, and that reminds me too not to keep talking. But no, um, that's fine. You mentioned Colin Farrell. I watched a really weird movie with him in it called The Lobster.
1: Oh, have right. you with, seen which,
0: any ads for that?
1: Is that a John C. Riley thing?
0: He's in it too, but he's not <laughs> right. in it very much. Right. I I'm I, not, I am I.
1: Uh huh. I remember. I remember John C. Riley was on uh, uh, Mark Maron's uh, WTF podcast, really talking uh-huh. talking up the movie The Lobster, and uh, you know I filed it away in the back of my mind, saying, "Damn it, I want to see this movie," and uh, just ha- haven't gotten around to it yet.
0: Yeah, you know, I am. John C. Riley is someone that I almost can't stand. <laughs> I, I don't care for. I, I I just have. I can't even remember. What I've seen him in... I know Chicago. He's in Chicago, and I hated him in that. Oh. And he must have been in something else that I really hated.
1: Um, Did you see Stepbrothers? No, I haven't seen that. How about uh-uh. uh, Walk Hard, or what's it called? Remember that nope. one? No,
0: it's a mockumentary. I knew yeah. not to oh, watch okay. that one. <laughs> right. It's um, kind of a... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. a sort of pseudo Johnny Cash type person mockumentary. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, there's just... Uh, he's been in stuff I've really hated... And, or, or or hated his character, and then oh, he does that thing on TV now—that Dr. Steve Brule on Adult Swim—and that makes me want to shoot people. It's oh, so horrible. I haven't seen it's, that. It, okay. Oh, it's—he plays like—is it, like, is it not, animated? Not to be. No, it's, it's, it's like one of those Tim and Eric awesome, great show things. Okay. It's just, he he plays like a doctor who has a talk show, but he's a complete, oh. I mean, he's a complete idiot. In the seventies, we would have said he's a complete retard. He's uh, just right. you know so stupid that it's, that it's not in no way, shape or form believable. Mm. And it's just, it's, I, I don't care for the Tim and Eric great show, whatever that show is.
1: I haven't seen it. And
0: the Dr. Steve Brule with John C. Riley is just the same kind of bullshit and it's uh, awful. Uh-huh. And anyway,
1: kind of formulaic. He's, he's only in in the that regard.
0: Yeah. Like okay. we, it's just weird to be weird. There's, you know, it's like one of those okay. things that young people think it's cool. Like college kids think it's cool because uh-huh. it's weird, but really mm. it's, it's not cool. It's just weird. And you're an idiot. If you <laughs> think that it's cool. <laughs> it, it's okay. like, oh yeah, well, if you smoke a lot of dope and you're in college, but you're you have a, a D average, mm. this is a show for you.
1: <laughs> well, in uh, John C. Riley's defense, he, I think he really is just a a little bit off, generally. Well, speaking. maybe so. so.
0: he's he's and he's certainly been in a few things that I really liked. I, I again, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but
1: Step he's brothers. been in a couple of things. <laughs> you, no you loved Brothers, didn't you <laughs> no okay i didn't think so. i know
0: i think isn't he in um isn't he in talladega nights because i do like talladega nights
1: yes yes he is in talladega nights yeah
0: and yeah uh, so he's been in things like that that a couple of things with will ferrell that i think i liked right um and in the lobster he's he's only in it a little bit i mean colin farrell is the the main actor Mm -hmm. um and the lobster is like it's really good it's Mm
1: -hmm. It's it,
0: it drags on a little bit but it is like the the only you know how in the 70s there was kind of a lot of absurdist stuff out there yeah you know and it's like it's like got that real seventies absurdist vibe to it. Hmm. I mean, there's a story there's a story and it makes sense, but it's told in a way where you, you just get thrown in the story and you kind of have to figure it out. What's going on. Hmm. And, um, and, um,
1: you mean like a early seventies a Woody Allen comedy?
0: Not even a Woody I'm more like a early seventies Eastern European. Well the the lobster is made by an Eastern European director. I can't remember oh, his name.
1: Okay.
0: Um, um but it it has kind of that um you know who Michael Gondry is? He directed um eternal sunshine of the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind uh uh-huh. is that what that's called yeah and um and he directed a couple other odd movies that are really good and um so it has that kind of feel to it okay it has that kind of eastern european weird absurdist but is still a good story that makes sense oh. feel to
1: it okay
0: and it's just wholly unique Mm-hmm. And even Colin Farrell, who, you know, plays it as kind of a middle aged um normal uh, guy. Yeah. Almost almost um what do you call it when you have almost person no personality. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, uh Farrell isn't uh showing off here. He's just doing an amazing acting job. Uh, and it, it totally it fitting the movie. Colin Farrell. Yeah. All right. Yes. Amazing in it. Yeah, he plays okay. kind of a normal, almost a not a milk toast really, but just almost like a personality less person. Okay. And um. Right. Just the story is so unique. And, to, you know, I'm one of those people who doesn't like to know too much about it before I watch it. So mm-hmm. I only knew a couple things. And so you start watching it and and you kind of have to, if you haven't read about it, you have to figure out where 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 are they? What's going on? What? Mm-hmm. Because it, there's weirdness immediately. Yeah. Um, but i it it was like one of those things where when it was done i was just like oh what else is this guy directed i want to see more of his stuff
1: okay yeah huh so would you say it's like it's kind of uh science fiction dystopian future type science fiction
0: that that's that's what that's the way people would could describe it to to if you had to put a label on it i guess is what i'm trying to say right if you had to put a label on it then yes that would be it but it's, it's 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 weirder and more absurdist than that Right. I can't and it's like I can't even think of a uh you know I watched a movie an Eastern European movie from the 70s a few weeks ago uh-huh. and I think we talked about it on the show and I can't remember anything about it now. Hmm. But it reminded me very much of like a movie from the 70s. Wow. You know okay. where where it's where it's it's weird and you just have to figure it out. So hmm.
1: All right. Definitely.
0: Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away about it. So, well, definitely. Yeah. Well worth watching.
1: Well, I remember John C. Riley when he was talking to Mark Maron about it, he kind of uh, discussed some of the plot points, but it was kind of bizarre the way he was describing it. But I, yeah, I, pro- I probably don't want to repeat those because yeah, I would probably kind of give things away kind of like yeah you you were you were skirting around you know giving away any any plot points so. yeah i
0: don't want to yeah cuz to me it's like oh the way to see this movie is not knowing anything about it going in and right. i'm sure i mean you have to be an adventurous viewer someone who uh, someone who is you know there and, and even i it's about 2 hours long and even i was like okay there's a couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: it goes on a little too long in a couple places it could be trimmed a little bit but right um it, it, to me, it was just fascinating all the way through. The story's interesting, the characters are interesting, um, and the puzzle of kind of figuring things out as they happen is interesting. Mm, and okay. and it's certainly not, it's certainly not um, one of these things where I mean I'm not saying it's like a Rubik's cube where you're you know you have to be uh, Einstein to figure it out. Yeah, as you just have to be patient and let it ex- expose. Its storyline as it goes, and it, and it's fairly easy to figure out what's going on as it goes. But you, it does require a bit of patience and uh, an adventurous spirit, I would say.
1: Okay, so that that rules about rules out about seventy percent of the viewing public, then.
0: Well, yeah, but <laughs> not too many of our listeners, at least.
1: Well, that's true. Our listeners are are very intelligent and very patient, and, uh, they, they, and they
0: they adventurous. Like,
1: they like a slow burn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They like a slippery slope that you yeah. have to figure out as it goes.
1: Exactly. So cool. Now, man, I am really motivated to see the lobster now. So. Yeah, it's
0: it's worth it. All right. Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Hey, you know, I uh, I just discovered today how uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan got the part of uh, Negan on Walking Dead. Hootie blow! Thank you, night, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, he did this movie called uh The Salvation and I can't remember, you know <clears throat> not that long ago, maybe I don't know, three, four years ago. Something. Okay. And uh oh wow. It's uh it's almost impossible to dis- distinguish between the character he played in this movie, The Salvation, and the character of Negan and The Walking Dead. It's ah. almost exactly the same <coughs> the same person. It was crazy. Well uh Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm not saying he's a one-note actor, (laughs) but are you sure? Are are you sure it's just not—is that the movie that got him the job, or is that just the only character
1: he can do? Well, that's a good question. Now, didn't he do some other TV (laughs) show? He did some TV show where he was, like, just kind of a, you know, a hunk, good guy, kind of a— Yeah,
0: Grey's Anatomy. Yeah,
1: Grey's Anatomy. I mean, that's completely different from Negan, I mean, but— Yeah, uh,
0: oh, it was. Yeah, and I liked him a lot in Grey's Anatomy. Right. I just think, yeah, you know, you know how I feel about the the way he plays Negan. Um, right, I know. And and as and as I've said too, I don't blame him totally. It's a poorly written character as well. But right. um, So, did you watch this Salvation movie?
1: I I caught like the last half of it, and I you know I I think I had already caught like portions of it before, but this is on like Showtime and stuff, and it's like it's like one of those you know late. 1800s, uh, you know, uh, Old West, uh, uh, ah. you know, kind of movies, and uh, it was like, I guess like 1870s America, and this uh, Danish settler, uh, his son and wife are murdered by this guy who just got out of jail, and so he comes across their bodies, and the guy who committed the crime and so he picks up a rifle and kills the guy who killed his wife and son so jeffrey dean morgan's character happens to be the leader of a big bad you know gang and he goes into this this town and he's like i want i want the killer of my brother here within 24 hours or i'm gonna kill two townspeople and of course, he comes back, and they uh-huh. haven't—they haven't caught you know the killer of his brother yet. And so he guns down an old lady and a, a cripple, and
0: and it's so it's so. I'm gonna kill two townspeople, not right. townspeople that are any good to you, the right. ones that are that are dragging this town down. But I'm gonna kill them.
1: Right, <laughs> I'm gonna kill two <laughs> townspeople if you don't if you don't bring me the person who killed my brother. And he's like, so he kills the crippled guy and he kills the old lady, and he said well, you know what? An old lady and a cripple, that ain't enough. So then he just kills another able-bodied man just for the hell of it. <laughs> it's like so wow. so completely <laughs> Negan-esque, I, I, I lost <laughs> yeah, my shit. Yeah, how man. Negan-esque. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. The only thing good about it is uh, uh, Ava Green uh, <laughs> happened to be in the movie also. She she played in uh, uh, Penny Dreadful. She plays the main character in Penny Dreadful, and she's ah, okay. she's fascinating in everything she does. So that was <laughs> that was one saving grace. And to heterosexual males everywhere, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. She's very <laughs> mysterious. But uh, the guy who played the Danish settler, you know, the one who killed the the guy who killed his family, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever seen this actor before. His name is like Mads Mikkelsen. He's obviously is Danish, hmm. and I think a lot of the actors in the movie were also Danish. So I think it was a Danish-made movie about right. the American Old West. Yeah, he was—he was actually a pretty good actor. Of course, uh, he, he, you know, he was mainly one—you know, the the proverbial strong silent type. You know, kind of a Danish version of Clint Eastwood, probably. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm glad I only—I'm I, glad I only caught the, the the best parts of the movie, but I, <laughs> the I, I last just, half was the. <laughs> right we're all we're all the action happens you know and 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 it was it was was great set (laughs) up right it was great (laughs) to see jeffrey dean morgan's character get a bullet to the head at the end you know oh
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was that what i would now now i want to see it
1: (laughs) yeah it was so satisfying (laughs) hey did i tell you about my trip to new orleans yet no i didn't did i
0: well (laughs) <laughs> you know, but I, I saw a lot of pictures online and a lot of videos online.
1: That's right. Yeah, um, we, we posted it, quite it, a bit. It, mm-hmm.
0: it was it was you and a bunch of tail, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, it was uh, Sierra's fortieth birthday. So uh, she wanted to do a big trip, and so she, myself, and six other people went along—friends fr- of hers and her mother. And a friend of her mother's, uh, her mother, wow. her mother and a friend of her mother's actually flew in to uh, New Orleans. New and, Orleans, huh? Yeah, more. Like, I, I, I guess I don't know the exact details of their flight plans, but uh, myself, Sierra, and uh, several of her friends, we actually drove there in two different cars one of them driven by Sierra's friend Jamie which is the vehicle that we rode in and you know it's about a i don't know 7 8 hour drive which was kind of fun road trips can be fun i mean going there is always fun coming back is never as much fun and in this case the coming right. back the coming back was the worst part but anyway i'll get to that later so Anyway, this is the first time that uh I've ever been and Sierra's ever been to New Orleans. So, it was a new and great experience and we uh instead of renting hotels, we actually rented a four bedroom house in uh, Mid City New Orleans, which is about uh maybe 2 miles from Bourbon Street and uh it mm-hmm. worked it worked out really good. Uh the house is on a, uh, you know, one of those streets where it's all a bunch of old restored houses. I mean, not fancy restored, but, you know, kind of funky restored homes. And, uh, right. if you, if you saw the videos or the pictures that I, that I posted online, you, you saw the interior of the, the funky house we were staying in. It had a hot tub on the back, uh, patio and everything. And, uh, and there right. were, yeah, it was
0: there, really neat looking.
1: Yeah. And there were, you know, just regular, uh, New Orleans residents, you know, living along that street, it wasn't just all rental properties. And so it it was a good choice to go with a house for every where everybody could communally be there, instead of, you right. know, uh, everybody, you know, going off to their own separate hotel rooms. So Good choice on Sierra's part to go that direction and uh, so hats off to her. Anyway, and we pretty much just parked our vehicles there on the street front of the house and anytime we wanted to go anywhere we used Uber. Remember Uber? We used to have Uber in yeah. Austin, but it disappeared yes. because a lot of crazy voters thought it wasn't a good idea and voted it down. And Including it went away. myself. Yeah. Yeah, well people may I make... regret it. I
0: regret it. I regret it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's probably a lot of other Austinites out there that regret it now, also. So I I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be back one day, hopefully. Oh yeah, I think so. Anyway, you know, we we, we did the uh, the Bourbon Street thing and went to uh, the typical haunts on Bourbon Street. Pat O'Brien's? Yes, we went to uh, Pat O'Brien's, of course, and got the uh, their original drink, uh, the Hurricane, which uh, mm-hmm. the Hurricane has four ounces of rum in it. So after you've had Woo-hoo. one, you're already feeling pretty good. If you've had two, you're feeling no pain whatsoever. If you had three or four, you're you're gonna you're probably gonna lose uh, lose it part of a day. Uh, so <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of fun to do you know the the typical things like that, and it's worth worth it. You can eat at Pat O'Brien's. One night yeah. we, we went and had we went and had a meal there. And I uh, got the typical New Orleans fare, you know, what they call the N- New Orleans triple, which is red beans and rice and gumbo and uh, the other thing, etouffee. Oh, uh, so you know, right. So I definitely got the, you know, the full Cajun food experience that way. And uh, we also went to, uh, there's another bar called the Tropical Isle, which has the world famous hand grenade drink. And uh, it's like, it looks like a, A hand grenade with, like, a long stem on it, and it's uh, probably mostly ever clear in there, and you can get pretty wasted if you stay there too long. The place smelled like puke, though, uh, (laughs) That's, which is probably not uh, unusual, not exactly... uh, the, the greatest smell to be smelling while you're hanging out at a bar <laughs> but, <laughs> but but that's fine and you know we stopped off in, at a different uh, club because we heard some really good uh, music playing in a bar and so sierra and i well we were on our way to go to the new orleans museum which is further down the street but we decided to go into this bar instead and listen to this live music and it was pretty cool and um, uh, Sierra pointed out to me that the famous chef Mario Batali happened to be, uh, in the bar at the same time we were, and he was wearing his orange oh, Crocs. Wow. He was wearing his orange <laughs> Crocs per usual, you know, I didn't want to stare. So I just kind of glanced over and like, yep, must be Mario Batali. Uh, so wow. that was fun. But then later oh, that's on, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And later on that day we went to, um, what is that famous place that sells the, uh, beignets cafe Dumont. Which is famous for its uh, right outdoor patio, uh, and, they, and their famous beignets and coffee. You know, it's just a a glorified a uh, deep fried uh, donut with powdered sugar on it. Except, well, there's no hole. It's just kind of a square donut, yeah, dough type stuff with powdered sugar on it. Good stuff. He doesn't love fried dough with powdered sugar on it? <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, it's good yeah. stuff. Right. So it's a uh, it's a beautiful city. It has, you know. Um, there are parts of it that, that you you almost, especially when we were at Café du Monde, we almost felt like we were in Europe uh, a little bit. And cause, right, cause yeah. Because there's a big cathedral near there, and there's the you know the, the big New Orleans Museum, and it's a big square, and there's a, a, a green space park in the middle of it all. It's really cool, and lots of interesting shops where you can buy your trinkets and shit like that. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I have only been to uh, New Orleans once. For just like – I th- I think we only st- – maybe we were there two nights. I, w- I was working for a company, and we went to a convention there. Oh, and, that's cool. um So there was a lot of work, and then one night we went down to Bourbon Street. Right. And w- walked around and went in some bars. but uh, And, of course, I, I was young. I got drunk and then had to get up early the next day, which was horrible, of course. Yeah. Um, but it was – this is like – I think this was in 1989 or 90. So it's been many a year ago
1: before. Oh, wow. Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But I love, I, you know, my nephew went there and um, the company he works for had him help open a store there and uh, a few years ago and he loved it. And we keep talking about going back. I wanted to go with you guys, but um, right. it came at a time where it's just impossible for me to get off work. So, right. um. So but, I uh, I was it was nice to keep up with you guys on Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram with all you were doing
1: and mm-hmm. it was cool. It looked right. like you had a good time. Yeah. I wish you could have made it. Yeah, I know you would have had a blast as well. So uh, we'll
0: have to plan another trip at some point and right. go Oh, maybe on a weekend in the fall or something.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention we also went on a swamp tour.
0: Oh yeah, I saw pictures of that, and you handled a little gator.
1: Yeah, we did indeed. Yeah, we 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 rode on a <laughs> we rode on a a covered pontoon boat, helmed by Captain Dave. He he's a, <laughs> he's a bona fide Cajun alligator hunter <laughs> type person, and uh, he had a lot of colorful stories. And uh, you know, and just took us down a canal to a bayou and uh, pointed out alligators, and we got some pictures of a mama alligator with her baby alligators on the bank and uh, things like that. And uh, so it it was fun, you know. Um, See, I've always wanted to do
0: that, but I can't. The, the alligator cannot be anywhere near me, or I'm losing
1: my shit. So <laughs> they had his mouth. They had his mouth taped shut. So it was.
0: I don't care. I don't <laughs> want to touch. I don't want to be near the baby alligator. All right. And it's not funny to throw it at me or, or pretend like you're going to give it to me. I will scream
1: like a girl. Right, um, right. Well, what was so funny is that the, the, the skin, at least of a uh, alligator that age, is very soft, you know? Hmm. Almost like a yeah, soft. you wouldn't expect that. Like a soft, supple leather. At least the underbelly is, you know? And, uh, right. So uh, it was interesting. First time I've ever handled alligator. I mean, granted, it was only, I I don't know, two feet long.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind I really wouldn't mind going on the tour and seeing them and then if people were had one and they were handle you know they people who wanted to could touch it and I could just hang back I would be fine with that yeah. as long as nobody thought it would be funny to oh, hand me the alligator. Right. I mean
1: you, <laughs> yeah I mean you didn't have to handle it if you didn't want to. Yeah. And, and there were plenty yeah. of people who did not want to. And, uh, right, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately he did the captain Captain Dave did pull a trick on one of the passengers and you know basically well, no. acted like he was going to throw the alligator at him so it wasn't <laughs> it was kind and of was a, it a
0: guy or a girl?
1: Uh it was a guy but he screamed like a girl. Well, so. I would too. <laughs> right. So so yeah, yeah that's but, funny. So but it was an interesting trip, you know. I I I've never I've never traveled into a a swamp before. So it was, it was something interesting. One thing we didn't get to do right. that I wish we could have done was a graveyard tour. And it just didn't that happen. That would be cool too. Right. Now while we yeah. were on the swamp tour, some of the other girls did did a bike tour where one of the stops they did go to a graveyard, I believe, one of the, you know, above ground graveyards that are so famous in New Orleans. Well, there is New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there is several, uh, but I think isn't there one that is like the 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 most famous one and I don't know what it's called. I know I don't know. They, they've Hmm. I mean, I, there's a some are real, there's real There's a scene old. in uh, oh. uh-huh. there's a scene in um, oh, the movie with Peter F. Easy Rider, right? Um, where they're in a New Orleans graveyard.
1: Yeah, that's and pro- I think that's probably the most famous. That's the one.
0: most famous one.
1: Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm. I I would definitely like to go back sometime. And Sierra has voiced the same opinion, and so that'll happen. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: we'll have to find a time where we can go. Right.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the trip because it's it's so different from other cities. I mean,
0: it is, and it's not very far from Austin. I believe it's uh, the drive is like eight and a half hours. So right, it's not right next door, but it's certainly
1: you yeah. know not <laughs> close enough to where you can do it as a driving trip if you want. Right. It's a tolerable trip. So, okay. On the way back. Yeah. On the way back, unfortunately. Oh we had, yeah. Uh-huh. We, had, we had car trouble. Jamie, mm. Jamie, the girl who was driving. Is a it was a new new vehicle she had just uh, started leasing. Um, what is it? Oh wow! Uh, was it Nissan Rogue? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we were like maybe an hour into our trip back to Austin when <laughs> her she she would apply pressure to the gas pedal and the vehicle just wouldn't accelerate. It was just like had hardly any power. It was crazy, and then the 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 other car that we were traveling with was behind us and say hey are you applying your brakes right now? Because your brake lights are just on all the time and we're, uh, and we're like holy crap so we ended up stopping at a Nissan dealership for like four hours while they were trying to uh, troubleshoot the problem and they never managed to solve the problem so we ended up renting a different vehicle and traveling back to Austin and it and so I don't think she's gotten her car back yet probably supposed to get it back next week sometime
0: where did where did you stop where's the car dealership it's at in like uh, houston or someplace no it's
1: in louisiana like i said we were we were only like probably less than an hour into our trip back so we, wow yeah, we were so still, she, uh-huh.
0: at some point she's gonna have to go all the way back there and get her car
1: no they're gonna deliver it oh well that's cool
0: yeah that well is that cool. that's a that's a little bit nicer spin on the story Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it had a happy ending ultimately, but man, you know, it uh, added four hours to our trip back, so we didn't get back till, right yeah. till dark. But yeah, that's all right. All in all, it was a great week. Yeah, we well, were, That's cool. That's yeah, neat. We, yeah, we were there from the third uh, to the eighth. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, January third to the to the eighth. Cool.
0: First week of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. It was fun. Well, um. Yeah. Oh, you had some other movie that you wanted to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah. So and, and I don't know how to segue into it from that. <laughs> <laughs> there was no there was no real obvious segue that I could figure out to get into it. But so there was a there was a time in the 90s when I first started getting into movies. Yeah. And I watched a ton of movies and I bought this is, of course, before the Internet. I bought a ton of books about movies. Oh, and one of the books that I bought, well, I think at half price books probably was called because uh, I had this kind of thing where I was kind of interested in bad movies uh, you know, uh-huh. I, I and I do like there are some movies that I like that. There's you know, I love Ed Wood. There right. are movies that are just so bad. They're good. And their story of the movie is interesting. And, mm. you know, mm-hmm. the the story behind the movie is more interesting than the movie. But, you know, right. once you read about Plan 9 from Outer Space, you got to see it, you know. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and Glenn, Glenn and Glenn, Glenn or Glinda. I mean, boy, yeah. I, you know. It took me a long time to find Glenn or Glinda, and I, by the time I found it, I was so hyped to watch that movie because it was, you know, I'd read all kinds of stuff about it. Okay. So, one of the movies, uh, one of the books I bought was called Hollywood Talks Turkey, and it was by a guy named Doug hmm. McCl and okay. what he had done is he had he had gone through like magazine and newspaper clippings from interviews of stars and he and so the whole book is blurbs of stars talking about movies they were in that were considered flops Ah. and he also wrote to some stars and asked them if they would tell him about a particular movie they were in that was a flop and and he so there were there were some things that were letters he got back from different stars Um, It's just a really cool book, if because it talked, you know, it talked about a lot of old movies, and it it wasn't necessarily that the movies were bad. Mm -hmm. It was that they didn't make money at the box office for whatever reason, and sometimes it was, you know, the the it came out at the wrong time, or you know, it could be a lot of different reasons that a movie failed at the box office in the old days. Right. Um. So it was a really it's a really cool book. So there's probably. I you know I remember one time I read the went through the book reading it and I wrote down the name of all the movies that were in it that I wanted to see um, and you know I've, I've since then I've had a chance to see a lot of them especially on Turner classic movies okay um but um so there was one that I have heard about for that I read about in the book I'd heard about it a few times but didn't know that much about it didn't hear that much about it it's a movie called No Single Blade of Grass it came out in like 70 or 71, mm-hmm. and it was directed by an actor named Cornell Wilde, who I've heard of, but I really don't know anything about him. Yeah. And anyway, Turner Classic Movies showed it in the middle of the night a couple weeks ago, and I actually set my alarm and got up and watched it in the middle of the night. Went okay. to bed early, set my alarm, got up, watched it, and went back to bed. And mm. it is as wonderfully bad as uh, anyone could hope for. Uh. It's so it's so it's set in the few, well it's really set in the 70s but it's supposed to be like just a few just a year or two into the future mm, when mm-hmm. uh when when there's no more there's some i think there's something happening where a, a, a foli you know grass and wheat and other grains and stuff are are dying and they don't know why oh. and you know it, it causes a worldwide food uh, shortage right and um, it, it takes place it starts in England and and there are people who are leaving you know, it concentrates on like four or five characters who are trying to leave England to get to, I think Ireland okay. or Scotland. I can't remember mm. to, to, because they think there will, that the, the food will be, there'll be food there that it hasn't affected that area and they have relatives or family there. Okay. And, but it's, it's just really, there's just some really horrible, so deliciously bad parts. Like at the, at the beginning of the film, there's a news news on TV and they're talking about like, you know, how this is happening and and people are starving and stuff. And they have these these images of like African children with bloated bellies laying there looking like they're about to die. Yeah. And then it'll cut immediately to somebody carving into a juicy ham. Oh, shit. And, you know, it's just 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 horribly, pretentiously bad. Right. Um, you know, it just uh, – and, and downright gross at times. Mm-hmm. And then it has it has a ton of images of dead animals as they're walking. First they're driving, then eventually they're walking, trying to get to Ireland or wherever they're going. Okay. And uh, they, they come up on dead animals all the time. Mm. Um, and then there's a the thing where there's a pregnant girl, and they actually have footage of a live birth. Oh, um, weird. It's, it's just weird, weird – Pretentious, heavy-handed, you know, '70s ec- ecological idealism, right? You know, just just so bad. It's actually wonderful to watch. And then the the kicker is mm-hmm. at the end, the narrator says, "This motion picture is not a documentary, but it could be." <laughs> wow! Just wonderfully bad. So it was like a I was skull. just like, "That's." W- you know how it's it's uh, so cool when there's a movie you've heard about for and and in mm-hmm. in the back of your mind for 30 years, you're like, oh, my God, I want to see this movie. Yeah. And I I've looked for it on DVD. It's not on DVD or or uh, a VHS that I could find anywhere. Um, and so when when it was going to be, I was like, oh, my God, it's on at four o'clock in the morning on TCM. But <laughs> oh, wow. I got up and watched it. I and, and I am so glad I did. It was really just so deliciously mm. bad. So that's, that's was, called
1: every blade of grass.
0: No single blade of grass. Oh,
1: no single blade of grass. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, wow. and then it's based on a book I think that's just called No Blade of Grass. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and and uh, apparently you can buy the book still. Uh, online i started looking around online after i watched it and was like oh here's the novel it's based on you and i think they just reprinted it within the last few years or something Uh, so is
1: this produced by hammer films
0: it's almost that bad (laughs) it's definitely it's british it's definitely british so Uh, um it's and it has that very 70s british feel to it right um very much like a very much like a, a doctor who or a uh, who's the guy that we messed up his name 20 episodes ago um <laughs> okay uh, oh damn it i can't you, remember we saw the end of the movie where there's a there's uh martians or something are underground
1: right right and
0: we saw the end of the movie at my house and it's like arthur something
1: oh, i don't remember but, yeah i, I you got, i'm drawing a blank here too um yeah. Fuck. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's a callback to episode four or something. Right. Everybody but just just watch, go watch episode four and
0: <laughs> listen to episode four and see if you can figure out what we're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What was that
0: movie? Um, Do you even remember the name of the movie? I don't even remember the name of it. And I remember after we, <laughs> uh-huh. remember we we talked about it and, and we saw it and then we were talking about it and some other things. And, yeah. And, um, anyway.
1: Mm hmm. It, one had, day
0: we'll put it all back together
1: right it had that feel to it though okay
0: yeah that very that very british 70s feeling
1: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like
0: a film that pinewood is a pine oh right pine pine pinewood studios. studios yeah
1: yeah yeah that,
0: that very filmed at pinewood studios feeling i mean there's a scene in no single blade of grass where they're driving down the street and um and people are kind of rioting in the street, and it's so obviously a, a back lot, you know it's obvious <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely you know it's not a real street or anything and yeah and um it's you know it's just you know you have to buy into it if you want to keep it believable somehow. yeah, well, you know, you just have to buy into it, so
1: they had they had limited budgets, yeah, yeah, it's like a a Roger so, Corman film. Yes. Only <laughs> at least Roger Corman a lot of the
0: times had his tongue in his cheek.
1: Uh, this was
0: me. this was trying so hard to be socially conscious that it wow. just became silly.
1: But that that's yeah. that's what makes it so great. Is that it's try it was trying to be perfectly serious and straight and and failed miserably. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All so, right.
0: But, you know, I love movies that I I call I call them. Cheesy movies, movies that are just so horribly bad that they're fun to watch, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. definitely, Glenn or Glinda is at the top of that list. Oh, um, yeah, wow. But was... no single blade of grass
1: is great too.
0: <laughs> Have you watched The Wall with Chris Hardwick yet?
1: No, no, I. What I, you I, haven't watched the Wall? No, that's. I can't. That that's got to be the most horrible show ever. Oh my God!
0: You know, it's it's like a big uh, yeah. plinko board with with colored balls. Yeah. And let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It sucks balls. It really does. <laughs> who's the who's
1: right? the other ho- Who's the other celebrity on the show? Uh
0: he's not on the show but the um the athlete that every levon love Le, Le,
1: oh my god. LeBron
0: James? The one who LeBron James, thank you. That was yeah. that that for some reason it seemed racist and it, I I <laughs> I hope it wasn't. Um <laughs> No. He he is the producer of that show. Oh, okay. And okay. so you don't see him. He may All have right. appeared on one of the first episodes or something, but he's mm. not in the show. It's Hardwick. And then it's, okay. a, it's a married couple, right? And, mm-hmm. and and there's one of them goes in an isolation booth, and the, the one in the isolation booth answers questions. Oh. The one who isn't in the isolation booth picks a number between one and seven for where the balls will come from, where they'll drop from. OK. And the board is heavily layered on one side to have more money, more big money on one side than the other. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're if you think your partner is going to get the question right, you want to drop the ball from the side where the it's more likely to hit big money. Okay. Or if you think they're going to get the question wrong, then you put it over on the side where there would be. Because if they get it wrong, then that money's
1: deducted from your total. Oh, OK. Hmm. There are, um, but then, the, multiple layers to this game, isn't it? Right. I mean, there's there's some things that are. So then,
0: the the thing that's actually interesting, except that it's fucking heartbreaking, and it's like, you know, this is one of those game shows that's like, why why would you fuck with people's lives like this? <laughs> but so so then, the one who's playing the game with the balls knows exactly how much money they have accumulated. Okay. And it. And it could be that they end with zero dollars. It could be that they have more negative balls come down and money taken away than positive. So you can end with zero dollars. Yeah. But they give a contract to the person who's in the isolation booth, the other partner, who has no earthly idea how many they've gotten right, how many they've gotten wrong, how much money they have in the bank. Yes. And they and they make them an offer based on how many questions they got right. So it's usually somewhere between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. And that that person can sign the contract, and then they automatically get that fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Or if they tear up the contract, they get whatever their partner has won. Oh and, boy! And almost, almost, yeah. So you know, it's usually husbands and wives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So almost every time. The it's the wife and it's the wife who answers the questions, and every time I've seen it, the wife tears up the contract. And one time, the wife tore up the contract, and they had zero dollars, so they won uh, nothing. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> but one time she tore up the contract, and it was like for fifty or sixty thousand dollars.
1: Oh shit! And he
0: had accumulated he had accumulated half a million. Whoa! Because okay. So oh. yeah, so if she had signed the contract they wouldn't have got the half million that only got the
1: 50,000. Right. Well, so, either either way yeah. they would have they would have won pretty good, but yeah, <laughs> Right, but winning half a million is definitely much better than winning 50,000, of course.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, so Okay. Hmm. Just a just a really I mean, it's just one of those game shows that it's kind of interesting. It's, it's also it's really boring at parts. Uh,
1: um, okay. Th- well, there are a few interesting things about it, but mainly it's just like, oh, let's fuck with people's lives. Well, let me ask you this, and, and a lot of game shows are guilty of this. Do they ask people about their lives and, and, and everybody gives a sob story?
0: No, they haven't. Oh, I haven't seen okay. anything that's like that. Thank yeah, goodness. It Thank goodness for
1: that. At it is, least. Yeah.
0: It isn't like, oh, let's yeah, let's bring these homeless people out here and give them a chance to go home with a million dollars <laughs> or nothing.
1: Yeah. Right, right. No,
0: it's not quite that manipulative and and uh, whatever you want to call that. All right. Um, well,
1: that's this one saving grace then.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's just. When you're watching it, you know to to me, it's like I'm sure there are people who watch it and get really involved because, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of like you 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 of course you grow to like the people you want them to win. Of course, I mean who doesn't? Right. Um. But But at the same time, someone like me sits there and and just goes, this manipulative bullshit. How dare they? You
1: know. <laughs> yeah. I.
0: I only kind of watch it when there's nothing else on, and and I oh. just kind of I've only seen okay. two episodes,
1: so. And it's it's prime time, right? <sighs> yes, it's prime time. So oh, okay. yeah, it's yeah. on and
0: it's on and it's on at different uh, times. I think the time slot is Tuesday at Tuesday at seven, eight, or nine. It's on Tuesday nights, but. Uh, so what are the? They've
1: rerun some episodes too. Have you seen anything about what the ratings are? Is it doing well? Um, y- you know, I I think Hardwick tweeted or or facebook
0: something about it mm-hmm. being the number one rated show one night that it was on
1: wow but okay. i think that was during the holidays when there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on right so well you remember that uh show that was on with uh guy fieri it was a game show it was like a uh, kind win of game in a minute uh, um, yeah a minute to win it <laughs> And, yeah uh, and that was very popular for a very short time and then just completely disappeared so,
0: well and that's what this one's going to do too it'll be popular right. for a little bit and then it, it, people will lose interest very quickly it's it's one of those ones too where waste a lot of time you know yeah uh, uh, oh one of the things it does is like it's a big wall you know it's a big Plinko wall, it's huge. And so when someone drops a ball, usually it's the guy, the husband, Uh when one of the balls drops, of course, he runs up to the wall and is kind of like, you know, waving arms, get over there, get over there, get in the million, you know. (laughs) And, and, you know, because of course, I'm sure they tell them to play
1: it up. You know, if you want to be on the show, you got to play that up. Sure. But But then. Yelling at the board changes nothing.
0: Right. And then, of (laughs) course, two seconds after they do that, yeah. They replay it and they replay parts of it in slow motion. <laughs> I mean, it's just oh, stupid. Parts of it are just stupid. That's m- maddening
1: time killers.
0: Yes, yeah. Right. Just ridiculous waste of time. Sure. Ridiculous, you know, you know, it's stuff, like, so.
1: Yeah, let's see the instant replay of that. Yeah. <laughs> let's
0: let's see this 50-year-old man shake his ass. When the ball drops in the million dollar slot, I don't want to see this guy shake his ass, and I don't want to see it in slow mo for sure. Yeah. So. Wow. It, anyway, it's hmm. it's it it won't last long. Okay. It's, yeah.
1: I'm almost um, I'm almost hey. tempted to watch it. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to watch it, but uh, not so much maybe.
0: Yeah, you'd have you know, if nothing else is on in your board, it's great background. Okay all right all right so um so two shows that we love have new yes actually i think they've said i think they've said when walking dead is coming back and it's sometime Mm -hmm. in february right um hey bates
1: motel oh that's right yeah well february um, 20 oh okay that's not that far away at all
0: yeah yeah yeah, very soon here
1: um a little more than a month have you watched Mm -hmm.
0: have you watched all of it
1: I've watched it All since the beginning. Of it. Hmm, no. I All have of the Bates Motel seasons. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought there was a show called All of It.
0: <laughs> no, no, yes. no, no, no. Yes, no. we have
1: seen. I, I guess the, uh, the thing that happened uh, last season on Bates Motel was that uh, Norma died. Yeah, he, he, Norma, well, he really kills her, I guess. Well, but, that's true, um, uh, by carbon monoxide poisoning, I guess. Poisoning. And isn't he trying to kill himself as well? Yes, but uh and but, then but was actually saved by uh the police officer coming in there?
0: By the sheriff or whatever
1: Yeah, the, the sheriff uh, uh, Yes, yeah, saved his life but was unable to revive Norma
0: Norma's Yes. Yeah, and so. he had been he was still married to Norma, I think, wasn't he?
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Or yeah, yeah.
1: So, although I think they had
0: talked about breaking up or something but
1: uh, possibly yeah and uh so yeah we I guess we're getting close to the point where uh uh Norman gets to uh utilize his taxidermy skills. Yeah, on, I guess
0: so. On mother. I guess so. Mm-hmm. On mom. Yeah, on right. mother, yeah. Um she so gets, this is the 5th season.
1: Oh, is she it? She gets. <laughs> yeah, taxidermized, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of scenes of Norman, you know, uh, imagining that she's still alive and he's talking to her. So I'm sure Vera. Oh, yeah. Vera Farmiga will still have lots of acting to do, at least in the form of uh, a hallucination
0: or something. Yeah. Right. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's definitely, you know, I mean, uh, well, the main thing that made me watch the show is Freddie Highmore. He's adorable. And. <laughs> right. um, I mean, I think the show's great, too, but I mean, he's obviously, I, he's mm-hmm. dreamy. And um, so I have really enjoyed over the last season or so where they've really, like a couple times he's been dressed as Norma and acting very yes. feminine and slutty. And it's certainly fun to watch that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So hopefully there'll be some more of that, too. So, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great show. It's done really well. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, for the most part, here over the last few years, it's the only show that I can think of that really has a Lynchian feel to it, um, and it, it's certainly not mm. a perfect show. There's been times where I've gotten frustrated with it, but right. But um, overall, I've really liked it, and I'm really excited that. So this will be the last season they've said. So this will be the fifth and final season. Yeah. And one kind, one kind of presumes mm-hmm. that the 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 series will end. Where the movie began, or at least where that, Jennifer Lee Jennifer, uh, not Jennifer Lee. What's her name? Uh, Janet, uh, Lee, where, Janet Lee. Janet yeah, Lee arrives. Yeah, where Janet Lee pulls up to the to the motel, to the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. Um, what is her What is her Marion Crane is her character's name? Right, in, in, yes. Marion Crane.
1: Mm-hmm. So. So that's yeah. That'll February twentieth. Pretty wild to see how this. Uh, yeah. How they uh, tie it all up at the end, but uh, yeah,
0: I'm I'm yeah. I'm super interested in, in watching this last season,
1: mm-hmm. and then of
0: course we found out this week that um, Twin Peaks on Showtime will premiere May 21.
1: Oh wow, that's the official May uh, 21 is the official mm-hmm. date. Yes, nice. And
0: from what I've I read, can't wait. there are eight, 18 episodes. Wow, but Se- season one is apparent- eighteen episodes. I believe that's what they've said, or it's wow. either 18 episodes or 18 hours. Damn. Um, nice. I know they've let Lynch cut it into any size
1: <laughs> uh,
0: episode that he wants. That's awesome. But i one presumes they're you know near an
1: hour each or so, but probably. Yeah,
0: I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I just and I, you know, nice. it's one of those things where
1: something to look forward but, to in 2017. Yeah. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah hopefully something yeah at least the one good thing right um besides just doing this podcast yeah um yeah but, um, <laughs> you know i uh, there'll be a lot of hype I, and I don't want to know much about it. I certainly want to go right. in as as uh what do you call it when you're as dumb as
1: dumb as i can right. as uh yeah, as like, unknowing as possible right they haven't they haven't uh, revealed very much so far. You saw the latest—the latest advertisement for it was David Lynch as Gordon Cole eating a donut. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's it. And uh, that's yeah. the way I like it. I don't want to be telegraphed too much stuff. You know? Right, uh, me, me as well. I, uh, you know, I
0: like to go. I, I, I like to go in as cold as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the you get the most joy out of it, in my opinion. I mean, of course, I'm totally curious and i can't wait i just wonder what it's going to be but right um, where are they I going to wait with wait till 21st
1: yeah right well i guess we can and so f- definitely too we can find out what happened to uh agent cooper after he said how's annie how's Annie? how's annie <laughs> how's annie
0: i think um i you know i think i don't know where i was gonna go oh i definitely want to watch the uh all the old episodes between now and May Oh yeah So yeah. I'm going to have to dig out the DVD And start binge watching the Right The
1: original series Because um, Yeah Now I, I n- haven't seen it for a long time anyway Well I saw on Showtime that they were going to replay All the uh, uh, original episodes uh, Prior to the uh, the premiere of the new ser- right. Ser- series Right So yeah we'll have to definitely jump on board with that so
0: yeah i will i will definitely be watching it on dvd so okay um, so i can be ready for it so i need to get online and see how many episodes total there are Mm
1: um yeah i don't i don't think i
0: have
1: i don't think sierra's ever seen all the episodes i could be wrong i know she's seen a good portion of the original series but i'm not sure if you made it all the way through yet but uh i'll have to double check with her and But, you know, no matter yeah. what, no matter what, I want to re-see all of the all of yeah, the, the, the season. Yeah, me too. The first yeah, ser- series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's We should cool. get
0: together and watch the first couple
1: episodes or something, but
0: yeah I know it's good. difficult
1: to do that, but it would uh, be fun. We can work that yeah. out. Hey, did you see the, the season premiere of This Is Us? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Just uh, as good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Of course, uh, the whole um, Toby passing out thing kind of was a little anticlimactic. Other than the fact that he needed to get surgery, but then that just became background, became right, a background right. story. Whereas the uh, the story with uh, uh, Kevin and his new girlfriend and the return of his old girlfriend and all of that—that's probably the most drama that there there was. And then there was the backstory yeah. of of the uh, of uh, Jack and his wife, you know, getting their first house and how that came about. Right. Oh, and a little more backstory about his abusive father that he right. uh, that he got some money from to get the down payment on the house. And stuff. Right.
0: And that was the you know I love that show and it's very rarely uh, typical. But the um the Mandy Moore stuff the mom with her mom who's a, a passive aggressive bitch oh right kind of bro- I was just like yeah come on we've seen this let's go somewhere else yeah um, but you know the show's so good and it's been so overwhelmingly good I'm certainly able to forgive it for a few things here and there mm-hmm. um also there was a little bit of story with um Will the William oh right and yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And the boyfriend, and then at the end, William wanting to go off his chemo, and and um, Randall saying that it would it was okay. That broke my yeah. heart. That was a tough one to watch.
1: Yeah, that's true. But yeah. such a
0: good show,
1: so good. Right, you know, dealing with uh, re- real life issues in real life ways. Uh, is, yeah, know. just really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the
0: format of of fl- flopping isn't the right word, but you know, bouncing around in time. Mm -hmm. you know so you see how things went at one point and and then that kind of helps you see what's happening at a different point and why things are going the way they go and it's just a really cool format for a show very you know very different Mm -hmm. and um and yet not um it's not one of those shows where someone could start watching it now i think and catch up pretty quickly on what it's about yeah um I mean, it's great. It's definitely great if you can watch all the episodes, but even mm-hmm. if you just started watching it, I think you could kind of catch up with what's going on pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, as time goes on, I mean, they they just fill in more blanks, at least as far as right. the past goes, and then you've got the, you know, the current the current storyline that's progressing. <laughs> But uh, you get right, right. You just continue to get more background though, as well. So. Yeah,
0: very interesting. Mm-hmm. I really, I really love the format of the show, and right. of course, as we've said, the characters are amazing, the stories are amazing. But mm-hmm. it's just got everything you could want, in my opinion, for a show. So
1: right. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I guess Toby and uh, uh, Kate are uh, officially engaged. Yeah, so that was kind of a a heartwarming. Uh, heart, that was heartwarming nice too. Portion, yeah. So. Uh, yeah i like that yeah i you know of course
0: it's so easy to feel a little slighted by the fact that they built up him him keeling over and then right you you come back to the new episode and he's okay right or, he's, you know, or conscious at least
1: and, right and joking. yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: not dead and not not seriously you know i mean he has a he has a heart condition that he had to have surgery for which isn't anything to sneeze at but right. you know relatively sure that he's going to be around so mhm very interesting
1: right yep i'm still on board with that uh, show that's for sure so oh
0: me too I, uh,
1: and apparently so are a lot of other people it's a uh, very popular yeah it
0: seems to be doing well so that's good mm-hmm. um yeah I just want to say one. I I know we want to do a, um, the thing we do. Oh my God, my brain is shut down. I apologize. (laughs)
1: Oblique strategy. Oblique
0: strategy. Yeah,
1: we can do that.
0: um, I know it's been a couple weeks and we're we're really behind, but I did want to say, you know, rest in peace to George Michael and Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds.
1: Oh yeah. Really
0: weird time for a couple days there.
1: Yeah. Really crazy. Yeah, it certainly was, and uh, yeah, 2016 took a lot of people.
0: It sure did. It sure did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um it, and, and right at the end too, boy, it went just it went strong at the end.
1: Boy, taking, no shit. Right.
0: Uh, you know, it was just so f- not fu- funny isn't the word, but it was just so I mean, I made a little joke online when Carrie Fisher passed away that, you know, right. Uh, Debbie Reynolds was would be mad that Carrie Fisher was stealing the show because they always had a little bit of a a, a funny rivalry as mother and daughter. Right, and then Mhm. Debbie Reynolds, you know, and when you think about it, it's just like, I mean, you know, her her son has said there, you know, the the death of Carrie just devastated her, and you 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 can just see that. Ha- I mean, that almost seems like it should have. We should have all just assumed and known that was going to happen, you know. Hmm. It was mm-hmm. they were so they were so tied together as wow. mom and daughter that you know. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm sure she was Debbie Reynolds was so. Distraught that oh. she
1: just gave up. Yeah, that it seems like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you see that a lot with uh, married couples, and I guess you know, you know, people who are just very close in general. That that right, probably yeah. is not that uncommon, right? So that's, yeah, that's I wild. don't think
0: so. I I mean, yeah. you know, grief is grief. You know, grief is like stress. It's just a bitch. It'll it'll mess you up. Yeah, and um, absolutely, and yeah, so. Mm. So it was, you know, that was really shocking. And then, of course, George Michael. Yeah. Um. It's, I was. I was just. There was a lot of stuff online about how, you know, we lost Prince, we lost Bowie, we lost George Michael, we lost three mm-hmm. uh, male singers who kind of redefined what masculinity was. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, to be sure. And all three of them. All three of them really kind of unexpected, just random. You know. Mm-hmm. Out, out, no one saw it coming
1: uh right well of course i guess with bowie it was it was kind of by choice that he was keeping his uh, illness well, um, yeah. a secret but uh yeah. yeah but it was definitely shocking yeah to uh, anyone who wasn't in the know and certainly prince's yeah. death was shocking because it was so sudden and of course george michael yeah was extremely sudden so yeah, yeah. It's strange Right.
0: Strange year. Hopefully, 17 will be. So far, it hasn't.
1: Maybe it'll be the year that takes politicians. That would be great. <laughs> We're not mentioning any names, but uh, no, nope. yes, nope. Uh, could be the case. Could be the case.
0: All right, so let's see if we can apply our oblique strategy to uh, getting rid of some
1: politicians. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Okay, here it is then. Find a safe part and use it as an anchor. <laughs> hmm. Find a safe part and use it as an anchor. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, man. Find a safe part and use it as an anchor. Oh. Huh. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Find that thing that's working and right. build from there.
1: Okay. I, yeah, that's probably yeah. the best explanation <laughs> that, that I've heard from either one of us so far (laughs) but yeah find a find the safe part right find a safe find a safe part and use it as a safe part yes
0: and use it as an anchor yeah yeah I I mean the
1: safe part yeah right a part that you're comfortable with and expand from there hmm okay
0: right yeah the part that works the part that seems to be working
1: yeah interesting Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna think on that for a few days. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I like that a lot. I All like right. it a lot. All right. Well, well cool, this man. Has been a good episode, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I mean, we haven't uh, talked in in a while, and so we had a lot of a lot of a lot of ground to cover. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we were able to to do that. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we will be able to get together again within the next week or
1: so. Yeah, you know, the holidays always make it uh, difficult to stay on a schedule. It does. And especially it sure you know, does. Uh, the trip I went on and stuff like that uh, also. Well, yeah, me being
0: sick has also really thrown me off.
1: Oh, good point. You know. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, we've come to the end here, and, and absolutely it was a good show, so... Yeah. I guess we'll just tell our viewers, our viewers, ha, <laughs> our listeners, slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope. Lodger out and proud. Hell yeah. Woo-hoo.